1: Okay
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Man, we got a lot to get into. The rumors are going crazy, y'all. Some reports are not true. Some reports are true. What are we hearing? <laughs> we'll definitely get into that. For 100% sure, we will get into that. But before we get to all that, guys, we do have a great show in store for you. What are those coaching rumors that are in store for the Tigers when it comes to uh, the new coaching hires? Also, I will do a playoff prediction, as it will be uh, coming up this Friday. What will be going on? What are my predictions? We will do that. We Also, I love this segment, y'all. Y'all brought it up. I love everybody that watches The Hashtag AskBlake. I like that. I think it's fun. Y'all have fun with it when you ask questions. We will do that as well. We got a lot to get into. Basketball, SEC may come down for uh, for SEC baseball, may do a four-game SEC series and get rid of midweek games. What do you mean? We can't bitch about uh, midweek losses for LSU this year? Uh-oh. What are we going to do? If we can't complain about midweek games, what in the heck? Are we going to do? But yes, this is the one-year anniversary with it that the LSU Tigers would win their first semifinal playoff game in its history, beating the Oklahoma Sooners sixty-three to twenty-eight. And yes, it is the date of the passing of the late and great Carly McCord. Uh, for some of you that knew the the history that my family had with Carly when she was on radio, she was always great to me and my brother for our business. Uh, and, and so we're just thinking of Steven Ensminger uh, Jr. and the entire Ensminger and McCord family before we get started. Uh, but I do see some of these comments. I do see some of the comments. Let's see. Brandon Argo says, go Tigers. Dylan Landry says, let's go. James asked, was I first? No, it looks like Mr. Dylan Landry, as always. He's undefeated, y'all. But we will get into the coaching rumors and some of your comments Uh in here in just a second, but before we get started, as always, guys, you got to go see our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repairs, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992, or go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard. And for the number one real estate team in all of the North Shore, you got to go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Call them today and set up a meeting with one of their great real estate agents at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And tell them Blake Ruffino sent you by. Okay. So we do have a lot to get into in reference to the coaching rumors. Now, there's a lot going around. A lot going around. A lot of fake information and a lot of maybe some really good information. Let me start off here first. I was told by a really reliable source uh, on the 23rd that Cincinnati defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman is a guy that everybody has their eyes on and everybody wants to target if there is a possible opening for defensive coordinator. Now, on the 23rd, I was told that he was completely out. That information was solid and that he had turned down what LSU had figured uh, that he would. However, I am not saying, let me make this very, very, very clear, very, very, very clear. I am not saying Marcus Freeman is going to be your next defensive coordinator. I'm not going to say that. What I am going to say is that I was told by very reliable sources, extremely reliable sources, that they will reach out to him again. So this, co- this defensive coordinator coaching search continues, and I think that they have a list of guys that they want. Ryan Nielsen, Marcus Freeman, Derek Mason, and others are on that list. And I'm, I would assume, and from what we have been told, they will be vetting as this week continues. That's not to say that a coaching hire won't come this week. But, from what we understand, it more than likely will come the following week. Now, Derek Mason has made it known to multiple sources that he wants the defensive coordinator position at LSU. It will only depend on where Ed Orsron wants to go. So, one thing that we do know, especially from a recruiting aspect, especially from a recruiting aspect, is that LSU and Ed Orsron want to stay in the 4 2 scheme. Okay, that's what they want to do. I would completely, completely understand that. If, because that's all that recruiting's telling us is that that's what Ed Orgeron wants to do. Jaquaylen Roy, D- uh, Mason Smith, you brought in a bunch of other defensive linemen that can get after the passer, and they want to do that with very athletic defensive linemen. Bryce Lang, or, or Langston is another, the kid out of Florida is another commit. Landon Jackson is another commit. Savion Jones, who I feel very strongly that even though he did not sign in the early signing period, he will be with the LSU Tigers come February. So you are really building it out. Now, LSU got some really good news on the recruiting trail today as uh, I can't say his last name, y'all. I cannot say his last name, but Kimo, who was an uh, a offensive guard tackle slash, I guess he could really play both if you really need him to, who was an offensive lineman, who was committed to Florida State, who did not sign, has decommitted as soon as we got on the show, maybe an hour before we came onto the show, has decommitted from Florida State and is trailing and is trending to LSU. Now, a couple of you who texted me on Friday and Saturday, yes, on Christmas, I might add, on Christmas, I might add, if Chemo would be flipping to LSU, well, it does look that way. So LSU is starting to build on both sides of the line. However, LSU is going to have to find a way and continue to vet these offensive coordinator positions. Now, DJ Mangus is a guy on the offensive coordinator whose name continues to come up, Jeff Grimes, Graham Harrell. Now, I will tell you this. Now, this is from what I'm told. That's not saying that it's true or completely accurate, but if you followed AYS, you know that sometimes our sources have been damn near, if not really close to being perfect when it comes to the sourcing. I was told that Graham Harrell has not gotten an interview. Now, they have vetted him. They have talked to him, but a sit-down formal interview has not taken place. Now, that's not to say that it hasn't or it won't, or he won't be one of those guys, However, it feels like LSU will be doing that shortly. Jeff Grimes, the BYU coordinator, is another guy whose name continues to come up, as you remember, the offensive line coach for Ed Orsron in 2016 as he went on to be the offensive coordinator for BYU. So those are some names that continue to continuously pop up. Now, Kirk says, anyone but Mason. I'm in the minority on this one. I'm in the minority on this one. Now, Don Brown, I get a lot of people are talking about because he was just fired at Michigan. I think Ed Orgeron would get absolutely obliterated if he hired a 65-plus old defensive coordinator who just got fired at Michigan, whose defenses were horrendous. I mean, they weren't bad, y'all. I don't care what stats tell me, but when Ohio State's putting up 60, Deck should tell you that they're being bad. Yeah, I see you, Stephen Miller. He says, don't be a square. Hit that like and hit that share. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a big crowd tonight. A very big crowd. I might need a screenshot this. Somebody out there screenshot this for me. (laughs) A big crowd tonight. Uh, Brandon says, I love Mason. Was name continues to pop up. Now, again, this is, look, we reported, as you've seen, AYS, and we reported this last week. I think it was uh, on the 23rd. But Mason, uh, uh, Derek Mason is a guy that LSU has talked to that we can confirm. Derek Mason confirmed that. Hey, I've talked to LSU. I like LSU. They have a a lot of great athletes at LSU. But you know what's interesting? You know what's very, very, very interesting? One thing that I've noticed for LSU, and just watching the 2019 Oklahoma game, as it was a year ago today, man, LSU had some serious. And I mean absolutely serious speed on the defensive side that, quite honestly, I didn't see a lot of this year. So now that you're replenishing on both sides of the football, defense included, and you're coming in with a more powerful defensive line and linebackers. Look, I told you guys when uh, Navantique Strong, the number one Juco linebacker, committed to the Tigers, how thrilled and excited I was about that, and I still am. So I think that any defensive coordinator that does have some experience, especially some really good experience at calling plays, and even if it's just in the SEC, that would be fantastic. Look, Dave Aranda came from Wisconsin, if you remember that. We've had a lot of great coordinators over the years. Now, <laughs> Bo Pelini kind of uh, hurt that for a lot of people. Hurt that for a lot of people. Jacob Simmons says, Max Johnson for the Hosman in 2021. He could, but look, let's go over to the offensive side, too, because a lot of these questions are coming about Russ Callaway. At this point, and look, this is a very fluid situation. I'll be the first to tell you it's an extremely fluid situation. No one's look, what I can tell you right now, at this one, what time is it? 7:13 on Monday, uh, December 28, 2020, I can tell you one thing, and then we get off the show and then things start popping off. But at this moment, and I see some questions about Bo Davis. I'll get to that. The defensive line coach that everybody thought was coming to LSU and now looking uh, that he he's getting some offers from Ole Miss. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but it looks like Russ Calloway is going to be promoted in some extent. I mean, there's too many people leaking this to say that Russ Calloway is not going to be promoted in some form or fashion. Now, if Ed Orsron does go get a good offensive coordinator – do, is he going to want a passing game coordinator as Edwards Run has always done since he's been here at LSU? Is he going to want that? I, look, Steve Ensminger was ex- humble enough and ate his pride enough to say, look, if there's a young offensive mind that can come in, or really any mind that can come in, look, Jerry Sullivan, wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator, Joe Brady who perfected it, Scott Linehan who was the absolute opposite from every end of the spectrum from Joe Brady, now he's going to be gone. So, he's always had this passing game coordinator, but the one thing that we know for absolute sure, when Matt Canada was here, he did not have one, and when and Steve Insminger was, he did. So, if you do get a big hire at offensive coordinator, like a Matt Canada was, and how hot he was after he was the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh, when they beat Clemson the year that they won the national title, is he going to want this passing game coordinator? I don't think that he will. I do not think that he will. 201, says Stephen Miller. Yeah, big show tonight, guys. Everybody that's just joining the show, do us a favor. If you have not liked our Facebook page already after the show, uh, do that for us, and you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. I saw some questions about Bo Davis. Um, I'll just get Sam Bacon's here. Bo Davis and Lane Kiffin spotted at Hooters. I don't know if they were spotted at Hooters. I know that Sam Bacon's making a joke here. But there is some real, real smoke right now in reference to Lane Kiffin trying to go get the defensive line coach from Detroit, who was formerly at the University of Alabama, who at one time was the number one. Look at that mosquito. Bop! Missed it. But the number one recruiter in the country, who is a defensive line coach at Detroit at the current moment. So his name has started to pop up. So we're talking about it being fluid earlier, right? Like, all these coaching hires are being fluid. That's one of them. We had people on sites, and you had people on sites that were pretty much putting in a slam dunk, an absolute slam dunk, that Bo Davis was going to be your defensive cor- or defensive line coach. Christian Lockett's name's now popping up of him getting a promotion. So that's going to be very, very, very interesting. Mosquitoes, what are those, says Kirk? Well, they're the Louisiana State Bird, if you have not heard. The Louisiana State Bird. Let's see. Kenny says, are we looking for a 4-3 or 3-4 guy? 4-3 all day. LSU is going to a 4-3, 4-2-5. I mean, look, I said this Saturday. I'll say it again. But LSU only ran a traditional 4-3 17% of the time last season. 16% Sixteen percent of that was against Vanderbilt in Week Two because they ran a very fluid pro-style offense. So you're going to keep a nickel guy in, uh, and that's just how it's going to be. That's how it's going to continuously be for LSU uh, with all these spread offenses that are coming uh, moving forward. Like and share, says Lee. I appreciate that, Lee. Very very much. So we'll do this. We'll do the hashtag Ask Blake now because I'm sure a lot of people have questions about the coaching search, so let's do this. I'll put in the comments, if I see this, the hashtag AskBlake, I will pull it up and we will talk about it. So there is. just hit us with the hashtag AskBlake and we'll do that, but before we get to that, we'll do the (laughs) AskBlake. Corey says, don't kill our state bird like that, Blake. Well look, I don't like it flying all across my face like that, you know what I'm saying? I can't stand that. Drives me absolutely bananas. Absolutely bananas. Jimmy says Dave Aranda looks like he don't want to be at Baylor. Well, Jimmy, he definitely doesn't want George Munoz at Baylor. Look, there's a lot of people calling for George Munoz to come back and be an OC of some type or a passing game coordinator. But, look, there's one thing I'm going to tell you about Dave Aranda. And everybody that, especially LSU fans, need to understand, Dave Aranda is a very mild and tempered guy, right? Like he doesn't show his emotions very easily. And there's a reason why Ed Orgeron did not keep George Munoz on his staff when he could have. He could have easily promoted George Munoz to the offensive or passing game coordinator, but he didn't. Now he's the wide receivers coach over at, well, was the wide receivers coach at Baylor. And him and Larry Fedora, who was the offensive coordinator at Baylor, had so much, just absolutely so much strife that he fired both of them in a blink of an eye. Didn't, it didn't matter. And he said, you know what? Boom, you're gone. Absolutely, boom, you're gone. Nobles MJ says, Ask Blake, what about Joe Lombardi? Look, he was a candidate last year, and he turned it down. I don't know if LSU is in the, I mean, LSU, the Saints are in the playoffs. He turned it down once when they're in the playoffs, and a guy that, look at, look at his last name. Just don't know if Joe Lombardi, now there were some rumors today that LSU formally interviewed him, which I do not believe to be true, nor has any source, there has not been, look, I'm not again, very fluid. There's sources all across, all across LSU, but no source would tell me today that Joe Lombardi was completely vetted and interviewed today for the OC job. None. I'm just telling you what I hear. Not saying he has, not saying he hasn't, but I have not completely gone and said or heard anything about Joe Lombardi. Uh, I see a lot of ask Blakes, but not a lot of questions. Brandon says, "Ask Blake, who should LSU hire for offensive coordinator? Somebody that can do exactly what they did last year. DJ Mangus is out there, who is Joe Brady's right hand man. Been at LSU. The question is, does he want to recruit? That's the number one question. And if he doesn't, then you, I don't know if you want to bring him in because Joe Brady hated recruiting, despised recruiting." So, if you want him to be one and done, maybe. But I'm not sure. I mean, somebody, Graham Harrell is a guy whose name keeps coming up, and everybody's like, well, I don't want to go back to the air raid. Well, go, look, go watch that 2019 game against Oklahoma from a year ago. Steven Miller, who's in the comments right now. Stephen Miller, you go in the first quarter at uh, two minutes and seven seconds left in the first quarter, he's going to pop up on the screen. So they threw the ball a lot last year, guys. This whole narrative that you can't throw the—it's all about throwing the football now. If you can't complete passes down the middle of the field and down the field, you're going to be in the stone age. Offenses have progressed so much more than last time than 2011 toss dive toss dive Justin Jefferson option. So we'll see. Max asks, what names have you heard floated for OC? Hashtag Blake. Just those. Graham Harrell has been one. Jeff Grimes, DJ Mangus, Russ Calloway being promoted. Those are the names that continuously uh, uh, come up. I mean, there are some others that are on that list, but those are the most prominent. Absolutely most prominent. nut asks, ask Blake, why doesn't LSU talk to Charlie Strong? Because there's a lot of people in the Alabama camp who thinks that Pete Golding who's a hammer guy from right here down the road can throw this water bottle cap at, you know to Hammond but that Pete Golding might not be go- might be gone and if Pete Golding is gone then that means that Charlie Strong's going to be right there ready to go let's see everybody's saying two, that's 1, 2, 3, 4 247 followers yeah how about that how about that big show tonight I wish I had my phone so people could call in but my iPad died. That would have been a good that would have been a good one. Uh Ryan says, what about DC? Mason's not a good fit. <sighs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I look, I'm in the minority. I don't mind Derek Mason. I think he's a good coach. Uh Dion Black says, as Blake, we definitely need to go younger and fresher. Who would you want for OC and DC? Uh look, Graham Harrell, DJ Mangus are is young. Russ is young. I think that there's a lot of young coaches that are out there. You know, they, uh, the number one offense in college football this year is in Kent State. I forget the guy's last name, but his first name's Andrew, I think, so well, I think's his last name. He's a really young guy. I mean, there's a lot of young guys that can really come in and do a lot. Uh, Where Uncle Pete Golden going? Not in Alabama. If Alabama... Look, the only way that Pete Golden, I think, saves his job at this point is the simple fact if they win a natty. And do it in dominant fashion. We'll see Friday. Look, if you can't stop Notre Dame, then you can. <laughs> you definitely ain't going to stop Pretty Boy. I'll tell you that right now. Talking about AYS playoff predictions, and we'll do that during this. Do this during the week. But talking about these playoff predictions, man. I, I know this is an LSU show, but I, the only team I feel in the country that could stop Bama at this point would be Clemson. The only one that could stop Clemson at this point. I mean, to stop Alabama at this point. Robert says, ask Blake, can we just hire Stephen Miller for O.C. and or D.C.? Save us some money and he'll he he'd coach them all. Yeah, Stephen Miller would be a good one. Man can hit a softball 865 yards. And yes, I said yards and not feet. Lester Aber said, good thing is Mason probably won't leave for a head coaching job. No, the only thing that Derek Mason would do is that if, if it's big enough, he would. I mean, if he got Steve Sarkeesian type of uh, publicity or like a Baylor with Dave Aranda, but you're going to have to do really good as a defensive coordinator these days to go do it. Look at well, look what Dave Aranda had to do in the playoff. He still gave up 28 points to Oklahoma and still gave up 25 points to Clemson. So these days of stopping everybody uh, is over. You're not going to see these 9-6 games. Paul says, doesn't Mason run a two gap 3 4? No, he does not, actually. If you go pop in that 2019 LSU Vandy game, he's running a 4 2 5. Easily running a 4 2 5. And he did a lot against LSU this year. He's very, very multiple. He's not stuck at the good thing about Derek Mason, if he is hired at LSU, he's not stuck to one defense. He's not stuck at all, which is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic that he's not just stuck to one principle. Here's another name that I think will probably come up here shortly uh, that I don't think that a lot of people are talking – well, some people are talking about, but I don't know if LSU fans are ready for this, and I know that I'm not ready for this, but the uh, former Auburn defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele. Go ask anybody who follows Auburn football or loves Auburn. They'll tell you the same exact thing. Kevin Steele was a big reason why Gus Malzahn got fired. Huge reason. So do you? It, it, we all know the rumors of the toxicity that went on, pro, possibly, possibly went on uh, behind closed doors. You want to bring in somebody that's just as toxic? Look, there's rumors that I heard when in 2015 was it 2015? Yeah, 15. When Les uh, showed Kevin still the door, and everybody's like, "Oh, Kevin still left because Les Miles sucks." No, there's a lot of rumors that said Les kicked him out because he was toxic. And now you're hearing rumors in Auburn because uh, Gus Malzahn's letting his people know, hey, Kevin Steele's the most toxic human being that I've ever coached you with. So if you want that, I know that I don't. Jason, this is going to be a good question. He says, ask Blake, what are your thoughts on North Carolina's OC Phil Longo? Has LSU reached out to him as a fellow coach? I've always been impressed by him. He's very sharp. And if he can do what he's done at Sam Houston State, UNC, and he was at, uh, Jason, he was at Ole Miss as well. I think the problem with Longo, and I think that he he's going to be on the list. Look, every offensive coordinator in the country that has any success is going to be on that list. I think the problem with Longo and the perception around him is the last time that he was in the SEC, while at Ole Miss, if I'm not mistaken, he got absolutely housed. Like he, people thought that he he threw it around too much, which I mean, in today's day and age, if you're not throwing it 35, 40, 45 times a game, you're not going to look, go watch I mean outside of Alabama, but Mac Jones is averaging 35 to 40 passes a game, half of them possibly being targeted at Devonte Smith. so we'll 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 see about that one. Uh, I, I don't know, look I being and playing at Southeastern, I'm not opposed to him. But I don't know if he's gonna leave Mac. That that's the question. That's the that's the obstacle, right? Like that's the big obstacle. Would he leave Mac? Dion says, ask Blake, do you think Coach O gets canned if we have the same year as this one? Do you uh do you think Urban Meyer will come? Well, there's two things about that. Number one, do I think that he will get canned? Um, you know, if you're just watching the show, Deion, or really anybody that's just watching this show, the one thing that I try to live by is is I don't like to speak in absolutes, like complete absolutes until I know or have information, okay? Um, So number one, it will be, a lot of people will be going after Ed's head. A lot of people. The question will be, will LSU, now that they've made all of these coaching changes this year, if he had a six and six year, seven and five year next season, would they make a move and, and buy him out? I don't know that. In reference to Urban Meyer, I just don't think so. I mean, if he's not going to go to Texas, then why would he come to LSU? And I know LSU, look, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Texas is on equal footing to LSU from on-field performances. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is is that they have a lot of money. They give him complete uh, control of his team. They gave that to Tom Herman, and he didn't go there. And, look, the SEC West is much tougher than the Big 12. I mean, you got Oklahoma. I, I Granted, good team, but Urban Meyer should not be scared of Lincoln Riley. Not one bit. So, if he is scared of – hypothetically, if he is scared of Lincoln Riley, does that not tell you that he wouldn't be scared of Nick Saban? So, I mean, I know he's coached against him, uh, coached against him before, however – he ain't going against him insane division. He ain't going up against him every year when he was at Florida. Justin Dunning says, As Blake, shouldn't any 3-4 coordinator be off the list since O was so adamant about running or going to a 4-3? That removes Mason, right? Don't want him anyways. No, I mean, guys, after the show, do this. Go pop in or go to YouTube and type in LSU versus Vandy 2019. You could do it again this year. He's just extremely multiple. Extremely, extremely multiple. Uh, Carter the Power says Carl Dunbar would be a great D.C. He could be. He's definitely a great defensive line coach. And, look, we've had Carter on the show before. Uh, And we've kicked Carl's name around a couple of times. Um, But I don't know if he wants to be a D.C. When a guy's a position coach that long, Corey Raymond comes to mind too. A lot of times, if they're not going to leave and go get – I'm sure that Carl's been offered – A defensive coordinator role before right like he's been offered that so to say that he would do it now and for LSU never calling plays I'm not going to say I don't think that Carl Dunbar is on the list for DC now if Bo Davis who everybody inked and shown pretty much that was going to be the next defensive line coach at LSU now that he's kind of I'm not saying he's gonna go to Ole Miss but now that he's flirting with other schools is Carl Dunbar a guy that you would target? Christian Lockich could get promoted, so there's a lot of fluidity, a lot, a lot of fluidity. But I think Carl Dunbar on the staff would be really good. I like Carl a lot. Uh, Russ says, "Ask Blake. Any chance we get OL coach DC or OC lockdown before the All American game? I don't know that. No idea." Uh, As Blake says, Robert, could we hire someone like Hutch Gonzalez, who has had success playing in high school all the way to the Arena League and coaching everywhere, has been in high school coaching? Great offensive minds and players love playing for him. Look, Hutch is a great friend. He's a great friend of the show. I talk to Hutch maybe once a quarter. Um, I would think that he would have to go as a position coach. He would definitely have to go as a position coach if he a lot of people have to, and for everybody listening, Hutch Gonzalez is the head coach at Mandeville High School. Uh, he would have to be an analyst, something like that. Jimmy says, "Ask Blake. What about Pete Carmichael with the Saints? And look, Pete, Pete Carmichael ain't going down nowhere. If talking about coaches not leaving, if he's if he has not left Sean yet for a head coaching job or somewhere else, another a full coordinator position, that dude ain't going nowhere." That dude's been with Sean since the beginning of time, since Moses split the bread, since water became in the wine, I mean, hell, really since, uh, you know what, Carmichael's been with Sean Payton so long that his social security card is probably one when it comes to the Saints. His security code is two behind, or maybe three, behind Sean Payton and Drew Brees. That man ain't going nowhere. I shouldn't. I talked about. I don't like speaking in absolutes, but God, dog. I, I mean, look, Jimmy. I like your question, but I just don't see it, man. I just can't see it. Arlen says, "Ask Blake. What about? Oh God, no, Rich Rod for O.C. God, please, Jesus, no. I would. I would be mega mad, Rich Rod." Arlen, I like the question, but no, man. All right, let's get to a couple more of your questions. We'll do that in just a second. We'll talk about a little bit about the playoffs, but we've got to pay some bills around this thing, and we've got to talk about my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're considering buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Give my good friend John a call today at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And if you, call, if you call him today, if you call him tomorrow, and you tell him Blake Ruffino sent you, he will send his team out to do a free appraisal, 225-663-2500, or go to areahomelending.com. That's areahomelending.com. And for the number one realist, uh, uh, <laughs> law firm in all of the North Shore, you got to go to the Drake Law Firm, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions. There's nothing that the Drake Law Firm can't do for you today. All you got to do is go down to downtown Pochettula at 164 West Pine Street. That's 164 West Pine Street and meet with all of their great attorneys and tell them Blake Ruffino at AYS sent you by. A rich ride for OC. Y'all wouldn't win more than two games. Yeah. I Look, uh-uh. Please, God, Jesus, no. Please, God, Jesus. We just got done celebrating Jesus' birthday. Please no. Any of y'all ever watch The Office? No. Please, God, no. Can't do it. Let's see. Dion says, S. what about Freeman? I think that he's still on the table. They're going to have to go get it. They're going to have to go entice him. They're going to have to go bring that money. But I don't know. Here's the thing about Freeman with me, guys, and girls. Here's the thing with me. I don't know if Freeman is a good fit for Ozron and I don't think that he's a good fit for this for the talent that they just brought in on defense, and they've been bringing in on defense a guy that likes to run a three-three-five. I just can't see it. That's not to say that he's not a great defensive coordinator or not a great defensive mind. I do think that he's a great defensive mind, and I, look, he would be a great hire. But from a philosophy standpoint, from a talent standpoint. You just went to a three. And look, everybody can, and I get this. Everybody can say that LSU ran a three, four last year. But as I've mentioned, look, I watched, I watched half the game in my lunch break. And when I came home, I watched the other half of LSU, Oklahoma. I get that Calavon Chasson stood up and rushed the passer. He only a limited times went out in pass coverage. Limited. Still, it's still just kind of. I, and I don't want to say, well, it's just like a 4-3, a, 4-2-5, a four, four, but damn, go look at it, y'all. Go look at those games. I don't think there was one time that Calavon Chasson, in the last six games for LSU, ever went into coverage. He was always rushing the passer. So if you have three defensive linemen that's got their hand in the dirt rushing the passer and, and Chasson's rushing every single time, guys, you're not really in a big difference. The difference with Aranda was Is he didn't care He'll lock you down He'll play zone He'll do blitzes You remember the first uh, or The first third down For Clemson In the national championship game He sent Grant Delpit uh, On a safety blitz And sacked Trevor Lawrence That was the things That is the things That Dave Aranda did And innovated That Bo Pelini would not The last time Bo Polini did It was the last drive of the season And he should have been Doing that shit all season God some of that stuff is as frustrating. Jamar says, is Corey, ask Blake, is Corey Raymond interested in a DC position? I would say no at this point. If he hasn't been, if he has not been a defensive coordinator elsewhere, I don't think his first position as a D or first time as a defensive coordinator is going to come at LSU. Look, go look around the SEC. Please go look around the SEC. Name one defensive coordinator at the bigger schools, in the SEC and really around the power five that have an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator that's for their first time calling plays. They're not you're not gonna find if you find one, it's gonna be on one hand or two fingers. You're not gonna find many of them. And that's just how it rolls. That's just how it is. If you have not called plays, your first job as as a play caller is not going to be at a school like LSU. Love Corey Raymond to death. He's an LSU guy through and through and I think that he hopefully he will get that entire DB room back alright a couple more questions and we will get out of here uh, Christian Pratt says we really were in 4-2-5 majority of the time and look you majority and if you ask any offensive is that's my skill that's what I've played and a lot of you who normally you know join the show or have listened to us before know that I played it collegiately okay You're not going to convince me that LSU's scheme, a lot of times, when Orzrine started getting involved with the defensive line at the end of the season last season, that Calavon Chesson and the same principles weren't a 4 2 5. You're not going to convince me of otherwise. Oh, we could play Calavon Chesson with standing up. So what, man? He rushed the passer 99.9% of the time the last six games of LSU's season last year. Uh, let's see. Let's see. DeAndre says that he likes Derek Mason. I do too. I do too. Chris says as Blake Joe Lombardi from the Saints as OC. A lot of rumors, but look, he was on that list last year and turned it down. What his last name's Lombardi too? I mean, you think that his name hasn't come up in OC jobs in the league? And a guy that really doesn't hasn't recruited in a long time, Joe Brady. Said, hey, y'all want me to recruit? I'll stay here, but you want me to recruit? See ya. Nope. Uh, DeAndre says, as Blake, do you think Eric returns? I I put it at 50-50. I'll put it at 50-50. If I had to lean one way, I would say no. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, yes. I can't – look, that kid, I don't know what's going on there. But, look, as I mentioned Saturday and I'll mention again here, I'm not so sure that the SEC is not going to put – you know, they're going to have this one-time transfer rule where you're not going to be able to sit out. You'll be, immediate, uh, to be immediately able to play. I'm not so sure. And some things I hear around the SEC office is that the SEC office isn't just going to say, look, you can do that elsewhere, but you can't do that in conference. So if he does – I'm not so sure that he won't... Um, look, he's going to have to go outside of conference if he wants to play next season. Amanda says, has Blake Kevin Falk ever expressed any interest in moving up in the future? Just a question. I am sh- i don't know if he's expressed it. I mean, I'm sure he has in the sense of it that he went from an all-field role to an on-field role. Uh, I'm sure he a- absolutely has. But again, I'm not... Look, Kevin Falk included, I'm not so sure that a guy that's never called plays collegiately going from a position coach to a job like offensive coordinator at LSU will ever get that. I mean, again, go look around all the big uh, schools in the conference, and not even in the conference, but in the Power Five, go around the top ten, and all of those guys have called plays before they got there. Bundy says, ask Blake, what about them AYS hats? Get on it, bro. I'm trying, I'm trying, but these things cost a lot of money. I'd have to come out of pocket. I'd be breaking even. Actually, I it wouldn't even be breaking even. Cause you ain't gonna look, this hat cost me 42 or 41 bucks to make. 41. Y'all gonna pay forty one dollars for a hat? Uh, Robert says ask Blake, who do you see coming back and leaving with the twenty twenty rules? That's a good question. I think LSU will be good. I think LSU will be fine with God Um because it's just so open and you don't have that many you don't have that much depth maybe I could see a wide receiver or two possibly I could see that because there's just so many just so many opportunities that are limited for this offense or for this wide receiver group look Trey Palmer's a great uh, look he's done some good things he returned a, a, a kickoff for you and he's had limited jobs seeing the field so I could see maybe one or two doing that I mean John T. Kirkland he's not going to see the field much Brad Fleming says what are you hearing about the OC job Uh, Brad we have talked about that a lot tonight uh, a whole hell of a lot please I'm not trying to be rude but please just go watch the beginning of the show uh, because we're going to do the AYS uh, playoff prediction and we're going to get out of here for the night maybe one or two more questions uh oh John Adams says the police coming where the police oh I see the question what about the latest on Bradford I'm not going to get – look, I'm not going to get into it about that. It it, it appears that – it would appear that there was a misunderstanding. I don't really know, but that's all I can tell you. Dodger says, ask Blake, any news on Brian Thomas Jr.? Well, he's definitely out in Alabama. I mean, Alabama's maxed out at this point. Completely maxed out. Paul said, join late. Yeah, Paul, you're good, buddy. You're good. You're good. Look, we just – (laughs) I get it. We just keep repeating ourselves over and over again. So I'm sorry about that, man. But just go watch uh, the beginning of the show. I appreciate that, bud. Um, Let's see. I saw one from earlier. I must have missed it. Steven Miller says definitely needs to work on his uh, running back rotation. Oh, yeah. If your guys are talking about Kevin Falk, Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris says, pay $50 for LSU uh, Columbia hat. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll... I like the camo. Let me know. If we do a purple and gold, Would y'all do it? I might need to do that. All right, a couple more, and then I'm going to th- get to a playoff prediction. Uh, Jamie says, ask Blake, is Scott Wilward involved in the hirings of OC and DC? You're damn right he is. You're damn right he is. That dude is a type A personality. You best believe... That he's going to have his hands all up in it this time. He ain't going to give Ed full autonomy like he did last year with Bo. And look, there's people pushing out that Bo Pellini was not a complete Ed Orgeron hire. Y'all got to get out with that one. I ain't going to back you on that one. Chad says, Blake, no need for a safeties coach. Hell no. No need for a safeties coach. No need. Give it to Corey Raymond. All right. Last part, we'll do the AYS playoff prediction. Uh, I'm just going to go off the limb. I know it's a Monday, I know it's early, but the game is on Friday, not normally like it is on Saturday. Normally, I would make some predictions and some uh, some thoughts on Tuesday and Wednesday, but due to the fact, due to the fact that we will not probably be on Thursday and Friday because New Year's Eve and New Year's, uh, I'm going to make it now. I think. Now, I'm probably going to get proven wrong here. So, I'm just saying I think. I'm more than likely will get proven wrong here. I think Notre Dame keeps it closer than the experts think. I think they're very physical up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And I think that the last time that we saw Notre Dame in the playoff, now, a lot of people don't like Notre Dame, and I get that. I'm not a big, huge fan of them either. I don't have a problem with them, though they held Clemson and they lost to Clemson by 27. Well, Blake, they got house. They got beat by 27. You're right. They did. But then the next game, the next time that Clemson would see the field, they absolutely obliterated Alabama more than 27 in a national championship game. So look, just because Notre Dame is, oh, they keep losing, they keep losing. I get that. I still think that they keep the margin somewhat close and then Alabama in the second half starts to separate with a good offensive line. One crazy stat, 61% of the time, 61% when a team loses a center, which Alabama has to injury, the team that's lost the center loses one of the next two games. Very interesting stat. Very, very, very interesting stat. So something I'm going to be looking out for. Number two, I don't know how to really um, – gauge Ohio State at this point, right? Like, I have no idea how to gauge them. They've only had six games. They've played down to their competition. They've had some guys out. They'll have some guys back. Justin Fields has played really shaky at times. Uh, and, man, I really think Clemson and Alabama are the best two teams in the country, and I don't – look, I know that Buck Nutton and there are a couple Ohio State people that listen uh, to the show – but, man, I really just, for whatever reason, feel like that Clemson's going to roll over, roll all over Ohio State. Now, Dabo's coming out with some big words here. He's throwing some haymakers, calling Ohio State soft. They didn't play a full schedule. They should be banned – or not banned, but they should not even be close to the playoff. They should be 11th. They shouldn't even be in the top 10. Well, first off, Dabo, it's not their fault Yeah, because the entire Ohio State roster released the coronavirus. Yeah, they went to Wuhan and released the coronavirus on the entire world so that they could only play six games and get into the playoff. Man, get out of here with that BS. Dabo's kind of starting to piss me off a little bit. If we're being a little honest, Dabo kind of rubbing me the wrong way. Keep your mouth shut a little bit. You You keep barking that stuff. You keep barking. You keep barking. You bark at Nick Saban. I double dog dare you. He started barking at LSU last year. Oh, well, this now, well, they got some good receivers, but we got a good defensive line. So what? You got your ass beat, Dawes. I don't like when a coach starts running their mouth in the playoff. Be like Bill Belichick at times. We're on the Cincinnati. <laughs> All right, last one. Code for Blake going to be lit up New Year's Eve, y'all. Watch it. Going to be spitting, uh, sipping on I'm actually not. This is just me in my my natural habitat, y'all. But if I were to be sipping it, I'm glad you asked, Justin. The official bourbon whiskey of AYS, the Ragged Branch, the official LSU bourbon that I like to drink with the purple and gold 2019 National Championship label on it. You're damn skippy. I'll be sipping on some AYS Ragged Branch. The official... Birmingham, whiskey, Bay-wise. Okay, one more question. Carson says, ask Blake next up, uh, next must get Lyman recruit. Yep, and look, you're going to get one 1D committed from uh, Florida State today. You're going to continue to get them. You're going to bite for Tristan Lee. You get Tristan Lee, you keep getting uh, a couple more, you're going you're to do that. Eddie says, where can I get that at? You can get it at any Rouse's. Um, you can go to raggedbranch.com for a deal, but any Rouse's, any liquor store, um, I know that Heyman has like a red, white brew. I think Calandro's and Baton Rouge has it. There's a lot of places uh, that you can go get the AYS. um, I say AYS, but the Ragged Branch LSU Edition National Championship. All right, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. Thank you for joining AYS. We will see you tomorrow night as we hopefully will have a lot of news to talk about uh, tomorrow and have a lot more. And I hope to see all of you there. But as always, don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere that you listen to podcasts and through all of our social media websites. Y'all have a good night.
1: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.